This is Ireland's 100 to 102 Today FM. On day six of the election campaign, it's all about being judged by your peers. There's been a lot of judgment cast today. Hello again and happy Monday. It's Gavin Riley here in the Today FM studios in Dublin. And this is Election Daily, bringing you up to speed with the events on day six of general election 2016. It's been a busy couple of days on the campaign trail since I was last with you. And so to explain the first truly major row of the campaign, we need to go back to last Friday at the Regency Hotel in Drumcondra, in the north of Dublin, where a weigh-in was taking place ahead of a boxing match on Saturday. Those of you in Ireland will by now probably be well aware of what happened, but for those of you who are abroad, the basic story is as follows. Last Friday afternoon, not long after lunchtime, a gang armed with automatic weapons, some of whom were dressed as members of the Garda riot squad, while another was dressed as a woman, entered the way in and opened fire on the crowd. Two people were seriously wounded and 33-year-old David Byrne was killed. Crime correspondents at the time said it was the latest instalment in an ongoing gangland feud, which also involved the murder of Gary Hutch in Spain last September. The shocking shooting raises questions about the state's handling of organised crime, and in the rush to find a link between the shooting and the election, opposing parties pointed the finger at Sinn Féin and its opposition to the special criminal court. Now, Sinn Féin is not alone in opposing that court. Many other bodies, including the UN and indeed the former President Mary Robinson, have spoken out with concern about how Ireland uses that court to allow some of its citizens to face trial without a jury. It was set up in the early 1970s after the outbreak of the Troubles and has been predominantly used to hear cases involving terrorism and organised crime. The idea is that it's simply not safe to have a jury hear those trials as any juror could then later be targeted by the allies of those who they're looking to convict. Sinn Féin's stance, by the way, came under scrutiny last year when the court was used to hear a tax evasion case involving Thomas Slab Murphy, a man who was formerly named as a chief of staff of the IRA. Its support for Murphy led to some claims that Sinn Féin is more interested in protecting certain Republicans than in protecting the Republic itself. But anyway, abolishing the special criminal court without some kind of working substitute would also mean that the trials of gangland criminals would require a jury. And that would mean that if anyone ever faces trial for the murder of David Byrne, they would do so in front of a jury that might easily be intimidated by others who support the accused. Yesterday, Jerry Adams was asked about this possibility. These were his opening remarks. Is it not murders like that which have a gangland element that illustrate the need for a special criminal court? Well, well first of all, if I, if I can just say this, just as a little matter which always irks me, there aren't any ganglands. There is a lazy journalism which uses the term ganglands as if you know some of these communities were lands that gangs inhabited. There are gangs, and they're clearly ruthless, they're mercenary, they're greedy, and they're very, very, very dangerous indeed. Those murders wouldn't have happened if the Special Criminal Court worked. It doesn't work. So what we need, and we're not on our own in this, uh, a a range of people through uh, the, the various international and domestic civil rights and civil liberties and human rights bodies have said, as does the Good Friday Agreement, that we need to have normal uh, laws which deal with people on the basis of justice, that people can be tried 
by their peers and therefore should suffer whatever sanction comes out of that. But the question remained. If you had jury trials for crimes like this, then how would you stop jurors from being able to be intimidated or being targeted afterwards? Now, Sinn Féin claims that some elements of the media have distorted or misrepresented what Gerry Adams said in response. So here, unedited, is around 2 minutes and 45 seconds in full of what Gerry Adams had to say in reply. Jerry, how exactly would you protect witnesses and juries, though, if you don't... Well, well other, other, uh, in, in Britain, across the European Union, and the USA, they have witness protection programmes and they, they deal with criminality and they bring those who are accused and they are subject to due process. So would you put juries into, into a certain a kind of witness protection programme? Well, there are measures which can be used to uh, deal with all of that. What, what we're saying is that there is no need for what was brought in a so-called emergency uh, legislation 40 years ago and which has no basis in natural law or in the accepted norms of law that a person has the right to be tried by a jury of their peers. Are you saying that somebody who serves on a jury and undertakes their civic duty can kiss goodbye to their family and go into hiding No, we're not saying that. that. We're not serve on a jury. Listen to your tip, and if you hear me saying that, I give you, you, I, I give you a ticket to the Bruce Springsteen so you'd, concert. So you'd go to, you'd, you'd send jurors into witness protection? I said that other administrations deal with these issues and deal with criminality of this kind without resource to special criminal courts. When you said witness protection, what were you referring to there? Well, I, I'm not an expert in the detail of all of that, but I know that it functions well in the for US. It, it functions well for everyone involved. So you'd send jurors into hiding no, no, just because they did their civic sorry, duty. Never said that. I didn't say that. Never said But then what are you talking about? With, with I've already answered the question. I, I'm not clear at all I, on what well, you mean. It is scant on detail in terms of what you put in, in place. If You if put in normal laws now that are based upon justice and then where there are special threats to anyone involved, witnesses or jurors, you bring in the type of measures which have worked quite well in other administrations but still allow a person to be tried by a jury of their peers. And what exactly are those measures though? What what, what measures would they be just to clarify for us? Well, you would have to go and check on those and we will if you wish come back with you in detail about all of that. But our, our broad principle is that everyone has the right to a jury of their peers. I spent four and a half years in prison without any trial at all. Do you think that's fair? And you weren't tried, you weren't tried by special criminal courts. I wasn't, I, without any trial whatsoever. That's not the issue we're talking about. No, you but, brought up but witness I'm just, protection. I'm giving, I'm, you, I'm giving you an example. I'm asking you what you mean when you say that witness protection programmes are available to people who serve on juries. We what would do you use mean by the that? best practice from other administrations to adopt, policy document on this. To, to, to adopt to this, uh, this particular circumstances in this state. Now, whichever way you interpret Gerry Adams' response, as of last night, Sinn Féin was already on the defensive. And as you heard, the Sinn Féin leader wasn't quite forthcoming about how you might protect jurors from intimidation. Then this morning, as he outlined Fine Gael's plans to hire 10,000 more public workers in the next government, Enda Kenny came out with this. I'm interested to hear the media comment that the AK-47s may well be very similar, if not of the same cargo that came in from abroad with, uh, with the provisional IRA a number of years ago. And, and it, might be very, it might be interesting to hear the Sinn Féin president comment on this, because if that's a fact, then it makes, it, it's absolutely hypocritical to go talking about 
the abolition of the Special Criminal Court when we know from judges in the past of the gross intimidation, the gross intimidation of juries and witnesses. Um, so this is something that government are very clear upon and we will not tolerate a situation where uh, this kind of activity can be conducted in broad daylight or any other time uh, in, in this country. But however significant a development that was, this lunchtime the situation suddenly became much more grave when the Continuity IRA contacted the BBC in Belfast and claimed responsibility for Friday's attack. The person speaking to the BBC said they were using a recognised code word, but the BBC itself admits that there's no way to independently verify this. It was a claim met with scepticism by a lot of the crime correspondents who don't think it tallies with their own information. It should be noted that the Continuity IRA says it carried out the attack in reprisal for the murder of Alan Ryan four years ago. Alan Ryan was a member of the so-called Real IRA. This tack, apparently in revenge for his death, is claimed by the separate Continuity IRA. The combination of Andy Kenny's claims and that BBC report led to these comments from Sinn Féin's Pierre Starty, who, as it happens, says he regularly stays in the Regency Hotel. No, I think the events of last weekend uh, were appalling. Uh, I think the Irish people and the public are appalled. It's a hotel I know myself, I know the staff in there. I'm actually staying there tonight uh, and I've spoken to some of the staff. Uh, And what we need is these criminal gangs taken off the streets. And that is why Sinn Féin are committing uh, to increase the Garda force by over 3,000 additional Garda to reopen all of the 140 closed Garda stations that have been closed under this term of government so that we provide the necessary sources to the Garda Shikana to have the intelligence, to have the intelligence on the ground and to be in a position to react to these criminal gangs. In relation to the IRA, and the Taoiseach may want to make political points going in relation to this tragedy, tragedy, the IRA is gone. The arms have been uh, put beyond use many, many years ago. That has been overseen by General John Deschastelin. Uh, and what we need now is a proper response to make sure that the authorities have the skills, have the manpower, have the resources to deal with these gangs and other gangs that are applied to our community. But the criticism kept coming. Enda Kenny was out later and in light of the continuity IRA claims continued his criticism of Sinn Féin. Sinn Féin president had better address this. That gross intimidation of juries and witnesses is, is the normal play for those people involved in that criminal activity. Either dissident republicanism, continuity IRA, remnants of provisional IRA are gangland criminals. There is no place for them in this society and Fine Gael and government will not allow that to happen. Joan Burton and Micheál Martin also got in on the action. I was very taken aback by his and other people in Sinn Féin describing uh, Mr Murphy as a good Republican. Um, I want a good Republic. Like That's what I want in terms of where we all live. We want violence and paramilitarism totally out of life in Ireland. We don't need it. Uh, we can look after our own country uh, without any of that. It is a very serious issue and one that demands, as I said at the weekend, a special response from the state. And that's why it's very difficult for us uh, to comprehend the Sinn Féin position in terms of uh, the utilisation of the Special Criminal Court. Sinn Féin wants a Special Criminal Court abolished and that to me would give great solace to these criminals. That row is likely to continue for the coming days, but for what it's worth, when we had Pierce Doherty earlier, I asked him exactly how Sinn Féin would plan to protect jurors if there was no special criminal court. What happens in other jurisdictions is that jurors are protected and witnesses also have to be protected, but jurors are protected through different mechanisms, for example, screening 
of jurors. Uh, so that the juror, jurors are anonymous uh, and also in relation to video links so that the jurors aren't actually in the courtroom but are in another location and watching the proceedings in the court uh, through video links. So there are two examples that happen in other jurisdictions mm. that uh, allow for uh, the basic principle of being tried by uh, jurors of your peer uh, and allow for these issues to be dealt with in a, in a way that doesn't allow, uh, doesn't necessitate uh, ending jury trials. This being a general election, I will leave it up to yourselves to decide what you make of the responses. 100 to 102 Today FM. There has, by the way, been more of a row over the weekend about the party's tax policies and the fiscal space, and I had prepared a fairly lengthy spot to try and deal with that today and get to the bottom of the whole debate. But given the weighty and altogether more grim stuff being dealt with today, I'll park that and I'll bring it to you tomorrow. We will just plough straight ahead then to Helen Vaughan's Talking Taxi, which as regular listeners will know is making its way around the country to hear from you, the listener and the voter, ahead of the general election, to find out what you want from the election and to get your thoughts on what the politicians are saying. Today Helen visited Athlone to speak to one man who has lost his business twice in six years as a result of flooding. Hi, I'm Tom Cleary from Carrick O'Brien at Lone. I'm a racehorse trainer and 10 weeks ago roughly I had to move all of my horses out of here due to flooding. We had two foot of water where we're standing here at the moment. It's the second time in just six years that Tom Cleary's property has been underwater and it was worse this time. He had just finished the repairs from the 2009 deluge when Storm Desmond brought more water from the river a month ago. Not nice, it's frustrating I suppose really and you look at am I wasting my time redoing it again but at the same time it's my livelihood I have to do it in the hope that someday there will be work done on the river where we're walking here now you've not come out here without waders so it was over two two feet maybe about two and a half feet along here the only way in and out was by a tractor the 2009 floods cost Tom around 30,000 euro in repairs He previously didn't qualify for government help because he's not in a rateable area, but now that's been extended. He's applied for assistance through the Red Cross, which he's hoping might cover some of the costs he's incurred. I'd I'd say it would be at least 30, probably more, because uh, there's a lot more work to be done with the gallop this time, and it's not cheap. Tom feels he has been listened to by the government this time and it will affect his vote in the election. I have my mind made up that we are better off with the government that's in at the moment because it's the first time I've ever seen, and I'm 40 years living up here, it's the first time I've ever seen a government taking a real interest in it. Now, my fear would be if we get a new government in that we're back to square one again. While in Athlone Town, these voters haven't really made up their minds yet. Well, it certainly won't be Fine Gael. And I don't know yet. I really don't. No, I Sorry, but things on my mind. <laughs> they should they all promise you everything and when they get into government then they'll do nothing? Um, I guess childcare yeah, would make a difference just because crashes are so expensive. Helen Vaughan, Today FM News in Athlone in County Westmeath. Now a few other bits and bobs to share with you today. Fianna Fáil claims Fine Gael has pulled out of not one but two pre-election debates on issues. It says Leo Varadkar has skipped a debate on TV3's Tonight Show on Health while Francis Fitzgerald has pulled out of a news talk debate on Justice tomorrow morning. Fine Gael, for its part, points out that Leo was on Morning Ireland about health tomorrow and he's planned to do another debate against Fianna Fáil's Billy Kelleher tomorrow. And meanwhile, Francis Fitzgerald was on News Talk this afternoon about that Regency shooting. To lighten the mood a little bit, here is a question in full put to Enda Kenny earlier by the inimitable Ursula Halligan of TV3. You've been Taoiseach for five years. You're looking for a second term. Alan Kelly says that power is a drug. Is that how you see it? 
I, I would never aspire to be Alan Kelly. <laughs> uh, power, power to me is not a drug at all. I don't, actually, the power now rests with the people. I've said this on so many occasions. Politicians are only servants of the people. And if you get into a mood that you assume that just because you're in a position of responsibility that you have power that's used as a drug, I don't, I've never been down that road. My view is that the authority vested in you is, is a responsibility to make decisions in the interests of all the people. So why am I at this after 40 years, Ursula? I've been in and out of government on so many occasions. Believe me, in the 70s and the 80s, when the rows broke out every day, every week, whether it was about abortion or about economics or whatever else, my views were formed that politics is about people and government is about making decisions. And that's why we're up here. And that's why we're seeking the confidence and the trust and the votes of the people on the 26th of February to be able to continue this so that we can complete the job that the people gave us, which was fix your public finances and put this country back to work. And out of that comes the leadership in every community around the country which builds a society. And that's what I want. A fair society, a just society, and it can only be delivered if the recovery that's underway now is kept going, because the benefits of that are for the people, not for power or not for drugs. They're for the people, for the communities, for the kind of society that I'd like to see built and that our children and those coming behind us can have an opportunity to forge their careers, fulfil their ambitions and live the adventure of life in a way that we would expect them to do. Anyway, given that we're parking all the fiscal chat until tomorrow, I will instead include one slot from the last word this evening, where I was on alongside Matt Cooper and Claire Grady, the former editor of the Sunday Independent. We were doing a daily election wrap-up when Matt posed this question sent in by a last word listener. Why is it that there's only ever a pencil in the polling booth in order to make your mark? I refuse to use the pencil. It can be erased. My vote remade to suit the powers that be. I'm voting with a biro or marker. Uh, are in, you allowed to do that? You are allowed to do that. Uh, in jobs past, in fact, this uh, query has come up and we've followed it up with the Department of the Environment to figure out exactly why it is that everyone is supplied with a pencil when one the, the fear among some voters being that their vote might simply be rubbed out and replaced. Um, that is, in fact, one of the reasons why you, uh, people are encouraged to use pencils or why pencils are provided is because on occasion you may make a mistake. And I think if you ask for it behind the, the desk that you can actually get an eraser to replace that if you want to. Um, there are two other reasons. Uh, the first is that the department says it's simply more economical, more environmentally sustainable to produce pencils and then they get pulled away and then they get put back the next time there's an election on. The other one is that occasionally a ballot paper might get wet. And I don't know whether that's whether people might spill water into a ballot box or whether you might spill water at, onto it at the voting booth or Are you allowed to sandwich. bring your coffee into the voting booth I, I in guess case they, you might spill it? I guess they can't stop you. Uh, but the point being that if you have ink on a ballot paper then if it gets wet you're not entirely guaranteed to know exactly how the vote was meant to be cast whereas a pencil marking actually survives any amount of water and therefore is considered to be more resilient or stable. I, knew I never do that. Yeah, but he, Gavin Riley always knows. Now, he flatters me. I don't really know everything. So on that note, if you do think there is anything I should know, drop me an email, gryley at todayfm.com or you can send me a DM on Twitter. My username is at Gav That is our lot for today. It's pretty dry going on the election songs front. So we will instead share this one from my colleague, Pori Gallagher. Enda Kenny was visiting Mount Carmel Secondary School in inner city Dublin today where the school choir entertained him with this particularly interesting choice of song. Note the lyrics. I'm Gavin Riley. We'll see you tomorrow for more Today FM Election Daily.
102 Today FM.